Hey everyone, it's Mariah and Danny. Welcome to our podcast, Behind Behavior, where we take a look at the science behind behavior and how we actually use it in real life. Short disclaimer, nothing we say on this podcast in any way reflects the opinions of our employers or the BACB. All opinions are our own. Also, there may or may not be some explicit content or language in this episode. One of us tends to swear, and the other one usually doesn't. Join us to find out. So Mariah, what are we talking about today? Today we are reviewing our own new year's resolutions or goals Mm. we've just decided to do at the beginning of the year um so we're both gonna go through two or three goals and kind of explain why and how we're using a behavior analytic approach to achieve those throughout the year love that i hope so (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll start us off Uh, This year, I have three goals I'm going to share with you guys initially. One is to make a quilt. My second one is reduce body fat. And my third will be to ride in a hot air balloon. I love this. I feel like these goals are going to tell people more about like our personalities too. Oh, they're definitely going to find out I'm minimal but extra. (laughs) That is your catchphrase. (laughs) Yes. And you helped me create that. So (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome. Thank you. Um, So for quilting, I think this is an area I've always wanted to dabble in. You quilt. I always have talked to you for probably the past few years about getting into quilting and how I can do it. How can I like DIY teach myself? Uh, you're honestly probably sick of me rambling about maybe I'll quilt, maybe I won't. Well, this year I'm going to, and I'm just just... glad you're finally (laughs) doing it. To be honest, I'm so excited for this one. I've decided now's the time because my best friend since grade school is pregnant. So this would be a perfect time to make her like a little baby quilt. Mm Mm-hmm. And the baby obviously can't judge me too harshly if it's really bad. So that's true. <laughs> uh, she's due sometime this spring. So I'm hoping to have this a- goal accomplished by June at least. If mm-hmm. it's if it's not done by June, I miss the deadline. And it's probably like a cat quilt by now because it was that bad. But for everyone listening, I... My baseline is currently zero. I have no quilting skills in my repertoire. However, I do know how to sew. So I'm not completely starting from scratch. I have some prior base knowledge in this area. Uh, This is kind of a large goal. Could seem very overwhelming since I've never done this before. Um, I decided to break it down into steps eight Mm -hmm. quick steps to kind of monitor my progress and 
break it up into more of a percentage completed type task. Um, so my eight quick steps were decide on a quilt, pick a pattern. Well, deciding to make a quilt, I guess. Then you've done a that. Pattern. Right. Yeah, check mark done. <laughs> I've also picked a pattern. So right oh, now, yeah, I'm already on step three, wow. which is gather materials. Mm-hmm. After that's done, I have to measure and cut all the fabric. Then sew my squares together. Number six is sew pre-made squares into rows and stuff. Seven. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> sew backing. And then finally eight, I'll have to do like top stitching and whatnot. If I decide to go that route, that's kind of a little extra step. But for anyone who may also be interested in quilting, I've decided to do a puff quilt. Which is Mm -hmm. why stuffing is in my quilt steps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if I succeed, this should be a pretty cute little permanent product of a goal that I've completed this year. And, you know, any, like, kind of craft project like this, I feel like lends itself so well to this, like, task analysis, step-by-step style. Definitely. Of doing it. Because you're right, like, I felt the same way when I made my first quilt. Like, it's such a huge project. But when you break it down into these little steps, each step by themselves isn't that hard. Especially because you do have some sewing experience. So I would argue your baseline isn't completely zero. Maybe, like, one out of ten. But not zero. Right. It's, It's somewhere hovering around. But I definitely think I'll have to fendangle some skills I may not have used in the past decade of sewing or so yet. (laughs) Uh, Figure it out. Yeah, I'll have to actually follow a pattern Mm -hmm. and go about stuff differently than I typically would sewing. My second goal is going to be reduced body fat percentage. I do previously have data in this area, but as a disclaimer, I'll be keeping that info to myself. I will keep you guys updated in future episodes, but I won't disclose any solid numbers. Um, I'm really interested in this goal because I lost a ton of weight during the pandemic, during quarantine, when life was a little slower and you Mm -hmm. really got to you know, manipulate the environment you're around a lot more. And since being kind of post-pandemic world, I guess that's what we're calling it these days, <laughs> um, you know, I've increased body fat because I've been YOLOing a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Living your life. Right, as one should do. Mm-hmm. But I also want to find a better balance between quarantine life and yoloing so hard sure my timeline for this should be quarterly check-ins mm-hmm. and hopefully it could be completed within three to 12 months mm. so this could be a pretty quick goal for you it or could be you could stretch it out for the whole year right stretching it out would mean Mariah's yoloing a little, which is fine. I mean, finding that balance, you know, because you don't want to go too hard and be miserable. 
But then Absolutely. if you keep YOLOing, obviously you're not going to reach your goal. Right. A lot of my YOLOing comes in the form of travel. And when mm-hmm. I travel, it's like, okay, all bets are off. Like I know what I should be doing. But then it's if I want to or not. My discipline isn't as solid when I'm out of my house. <laughs> well, girl, you're on vacation. <laughs> right. Then a lot of boba happens. Oh, yum. It's always a good time to stop for boba. <laughs> boba and donuts. Amen. Yes. So my baseline for this was I've had a previous baseline, but starting with the new year, I am starting over. Uh, so I completed an in-body scan for anybody who's unfamiliar with what an in-body scan is it's a scan that measures body composition using electrical current that's sent through the body to measure and it basically will measure like every area of your body so it'll compare your left arm to your right arm your trunk and your like your left leg to your right leg and it'll give you all of these metrics based throughout your whole body it's really fun if you're interested this sounds really freaking cool yeah if you're interested in this i definitely suggest searching out where you can get an in-body scan done typically you can find them at most major gyms um sometimes they're like a small fee but you can just call and schedule an appointment people don't really bat an eye about you just wanting an in-body scan and then you dip out neat so i'm planning to check in with my up-to-date in body scan quarterly and see how my progress is doing i'll Mm -hmm. also record this on excel we love a spreadsheet over here i do love a spreadsheet (laughs) my like a health goal you've got like a crafty kind of goal sure do (laughs) i love the range I'm a little all over on goals, honestly. Mm-hmm. Never a dull moment in my goals. No, my... I feel like the variety keeps it interesting throughout the year. Because these are oh, supposed yeah. to last, you know. This is like things that are important to you for the year of 2023. It should be varied. Right. I mean, when I brought up this uh episode idea i told you how many goals i had and we decided to just keep it to like two to three (laughs) listen yeah for those of you listening you need to know that this was a small selection (laughs) of the goals that we both have very small i think i was telling danny like i have a finance goal a relationship goal a personal growth goal health and fitness business Mm -hmm. goal like the list goes on and in every area i have like five or not more but at least the unique thing is that we're going to cover in my third goal is that some of my goals have really morphed over the past several years Mm -hmm. i feel like i've achieved a lot of the like societal goals like had a car like bought a house Mm -hmm. got married you have pets Mm -hmm. like pass my boards what blah blah whatever else you want to like achieve I pretty much did that and I still feel young lively 
So I want to do some fun stuff and I've changed some of my goals to more of a checklist or like a yearly bucket list sort of core memory goals to do oh, that. I are, love that. Yeah, they're more experience based versus like mm-hmm. I'm going to strive to achieve this and I'm on this like super strict path to get there. So I just do fun things, which is where my ride a hot air balloon goal comes in. Oh, so goal number three is ride a hot air balloon? Yes. I I actually, I've had this on there for a few years, but this year it's going to happen. Nice. Um, Just like the quilt goal, I figured it's easier to break it down into actual steps, which makes it feel like a way to kind of like can monitor if you're actually going to do it or not mm-hmm. if if i'm going in a hot air balloon or skydiving or doing something crazy i want a good view yeah so first i like kind of decide where i want to do this fun activity so find a location to do a hot air balloon ride i've picked albuquerque new mexico because every year they have a hot air balloon festival Oh, that would be pretty. And it's way better than the scenic view I have here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Like a field? <laughs> right. <laughs> Some car lots or something. <laughs> uh, so we'll be doing that. And by will be, I mean me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I researched a company that does hot air balloon rides in that area. Here's a quick tip if you're also interested in this. You should always read the FAQ and requirements before going any further. Sometimes there's like weight and height restrictions. Like you can't be pregnant if you're doing certain things. You need to bring XYZ gear yourself or like plan accordingly for lunches and whatnot. So I always familiarize myself with that type of stuff first just to ensure I can actually do whatever they're asking me. Mm -hmm. Good tip. Then I plan the trip ahead of time to get to that location. My fourth step after that is solidifying plans for our itinerary and scheduling online. A lot of these things you can only schedule online, which is kind of easy. And then finally, I arrive day of and I get to do my goal. So each of these five steps, once I've completed that, gets me 20% closer to completing my goal. And achieving a new core memory. And it sounds like you've already done step one. You know where you want to do it. I'm also into researching a company and familiarizing myself with the FAQ. So I'm already doing that. And I'm on step three, which is plan a trip to that location. I'm currently on step four for this which is solidifying plans in my itinerary and scheduling online. Nice. So percentage-wise, you're pretty far into this goal, even though you're nowhere near a hot air balloon yet. Right. I'm three-fourths or three-fifths done on that one. And my quilting one, I'm two-eighths done. Nice. Look at you making progress already. And it's still January. Look, you got to get it while the momentum's good. That's true. I'm excited to hear about your goals, though. I feel like I've been talking for ages. 
Okay. So I, I just have two goals that I wanted to share. And I think it'll be interesting kind of comparing and contrasting our different strategies of tracking these goals. Cause mine are a little bit different than yours. Okay. So I'm my, ready for it. Yeah. So my first one, which I think this is a goal that a lot of people set every single year for January 1st, and that is exercise more. And that might sound weird coming from a, a behavior analyst because more doesn't really mean anything. Right. So it's I thought this would be a good one to talk about, you know. I really enjoy doing active things with my friends and my partner, like hiking, kayaking. And I want to make sure that my body is able to keep up with I want to do with what I want to do. That so, makes sense. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's an activity. It's a fun goal. It's not necessarily like a fitness weight loss type thing. Right. I think this is more attainable too. Mm -hmm. If it's something you're enjoying while you're doing it. A hundred percent. You got to keep that like MO throughout. So another thing I think people get stuck on uh, as far as exercise goes is a timeline. So for me, I feel like with this goal, a changing criterion would be the most appropriate um, because I can change my goal based on my current amount of exercise. So for me, I don't necessarily have a, I want to exercise so many days for so many hours a week. Mm -hmm. As long as it's more than what I'm doing now, I'll be happy. So every single month, I'm going to check back at my data and change the criterion for the next month based on how I'm doing. Nice. So, so right now in January, I've already started taking baseline data and this is just, it's no pressure, but obviously if I'm thinking about the goal, I'm going to tend to exercise more just because it's like on my mind. Right. So it's not yeah. necessarily <laughs> even a true baseline, but it's as close as we're going to get. So I've started taking baseline through January. Um, I'm going to continue to track uh, duration. So whether I exercise for five minutes or exercise for 15 minutes, I want to know that difference. And then at the end of the month, I'll um, look at the data that I have and I'll create a new goal for February based on what I did in January. Do and you wear mm -hmm. your Apple watch accurately though? Because if you do, you could have looked at December and taken a like activity baseline based off your watch data and kind of gone from there. If I wore my Apple Watch accurately, I could have done that. But I didn't. But you don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so th that's also part of it. But part of it, too, is just I personally really enjoy pen and paper tracking. Mm -hmm. I know like there are more effective ways to do it. I know whatever. It's how I enjoy doing it. So tip well, for really... you listening, if you have a goal that like exercise is not fun for me, it's a chore, find ways that you enjoy doing anything associated with it. I enjoy paper and pen tracking, so that's how I'm going to that's how I'm going to do it. Right. I was going to say really like paper and pen isn't less effective. Effective is whatever 
has you tracking. So for mm-hmm. me, whenever I'm tracking my fitness and health stuff, mine's all mostly digital. It's just mm-hmm. easy at my fingertips until I hit that spreadsheet where I have to manually enter my own data like quarterly or on a monthly basis. And that's mm-hmm. so minimal in like the grand scheme of time of things that I do one day uh, mm-hmm. for like fitness that that's not a huge barrier for me. And it's more mm-hmm. like something fun because I get to sit there and look at the data and then kind of analyze it and just like geek out for a little bit monthly you know, but day to day, my watch is tracking, my rings tracking, my macro apps tracking, like, it's all built in doing it for me. And of course, mm-hmm. all the apps talk together. So it just like saves me time. But if you enjoy tracking analog, do it. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a millennial. I love all things digital. I'm deep into the Apple ecosystem. Um <laughs> But I think kind of like what you said, like the apps that I use and whatever can track, but then at the end of the day, I enjoy manually entering it, whether it be pen and paper or, you know, an Excel spreadsheet or whatever. And that's what's going to keep me motivated because at the end of the day, week, month, whenever it is, I can look back at all the stuff I entered, you know, Mm -hmm. and like manually chart my progress. I like too that it gives you a permanent product to see like a completed chart. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me feel like you're going to be more connected to your data. Whereas I could glance down at my watch and be like, eh, all right. Yeah, exactly. It's really, for me, part of the reason that I like um, pen and paper too, is it builds in like a mindfulness practice, Definitely. you know, the act of filling it out. So if I can pair that with this idea of exercise, and work on changing that relational frame that I have around it. I don't know. This is theoretical. This is me just making things up, but maybe that'll help me in the long run, you know? Yeah. So as long as if I'm exercising more in December of 2023 than I did in January of 2023, I will consider it a success. Agreed. So my second goal is just a for fun goal. Um, I want to learn to make a curry. So my partner introduced me to Indian food a few years ago, maybe three years ago, and I love it. We have a couple good Indian restaurants around us, but it's always nice to be able to just like throw something together at home, make it how you want it and like have it whenever you want. So the idea of learning to make a curry from scratch and I can just make it whenever I want just sounds like the best thing in the world. I love that because I'm a huge fan of Indian food. Mm, me too. And it's it's something that's related to my partner's culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is Kenyan and Indian culture is deeply ingrained in Kenyan culture has a lot to do with colonialism. We won't get into that today, but uh, it's food that he grew up eating at home. So there's kind of that aspect to it too. If I can help him engage in in his culture and the foods that he likes too, I love to do that. Yes. And then you get to eat. And then I get to eat curry. So it's a win-win. 
So the timeline for this one, I haven't started it yet because I wanted to wait until we recorded this podcast. But trust me, I've been looking up recipes. So I guess that would be like my step one that I've started. Um, but I will probably like start <laughs> start cooking one like this week. So Ooh, the timeline okay. here is like ASAP because I'm excited. Um. So as far as my baseline for this, I, I mean, I do have general cooking skills in my repertoire. Um, I think that where my deficit is here is in the knowledge of the various spices and whatever it is that makes curry sauces and broths so complex. That's where my repertoire is lacking. And that's what I'm hoping to find from, you know, a recipe and then trial and error. Right, because every curry is tweaked a little bit, and then you have mm-hmm. to identify that spice that you prefer over the yeah. next. Because I feel like whenever you get just like a generic pre-made curry, you're kind of like, eh, I could have done without whatever that one flavor was, but you can't exactly pinpoint it. Right, right. And there's and so, so many one. different ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's going to be my first step is deciding, finding the recipe that I want to start with. And then, of course, after I make it, I can tweak it to, like, my own taste and whatever, but just finding a good starting point. Um, and then following that, and then what is a recipe but a task analysis, right? So just True. following those steps, you know, working on any steps that I'm not as good at, and then adjusting spices or milks or whatever after I try it. Um, the interesting thing from like an analytical perspective on this particular goal is that like, there is a permanent product, right? I either have a curry or I don't, but as far as whether it's successful is totally subjective. Oh, definitely. I might like it and you might not. And so you're like, you still need to work on it, but I think I've perfected it and it's wonderful. I think as long as you like it. And your partner enjoys it. And it's something you guys might add into like your meal prep rotation. I would count that mm-hmm. as a win. And then. That's what I'm thinking. I would maybe even find like another variety of curry. I think this could really be an endless goal. Because oh, there's just absolutely. so many, so many different flavor profiles. Like, are you doing a coconut curry? Are you doing a mm-hmm. curry with like squash in it? Are you doing, you know, curry with chicken breast? chicken thighs are you doing like some kind of ground beef or something you could add curry to just there's a lot I know you're making my mouth water just I know I'm kind of hungry (laughs) (laughs) but the first I mean we got to start with the first thing right I got to learn how to make something basic and I feel like get really good at that and then it's it's a cusp right it can expand Mm -hmm. into all kinds of different flavors I think for me this goal kind of sounds hard I Mm. really enjoy cooking but I'll tell you why I think it sounds hard is because I'm not certain that I operationally could define what constitutes as a curry like I know it's a sauce and sometimes it's soupy or sometimes it's thick and Mm it typically has veggies and a protein and like rice and then you're gonna eat it with pita or not pita naan uh there might be like samosas with it or something but what 
makes a curry? Like, how do we define curry? Are we just calling it a sauce, like an American sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't looked up a specific definition. I guess I can. But in my head, I guess that was subjective, too. You know, I think about the type of curries that we get at this this Indian place that we really like. I think about the type of curries that we eat whenever we're in Kenya with my partner's family or the type of curries that his family has made for me. And I know the general flavor profile that I'm going for because I have that like stimuli already in my head and like on my taste buds, if that makes sense. I think it does. I mean, in my head, I also know what curry is articulating what the sauce variety kind of is, is totally Mm -hmm. different. Like, uh, you know, if we were making brownies or something, we could all agree that a brownie is probably like a dense, gooey uh, confection, usually (laughs) has chocolate, that type Mm -hmm. of stuff. A curry, though, could be anything to an extent. Okay, I looked up what a curry is. This is according to Google, the Oxford Dictionary. A dish of meat, vegetables, etc., cooked in an Indian-style sauce of hot-tasting spices and typically served with rice. I feel like I more or less said that operational definition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Maybe it's not still pretty vague words, but yeah, I'll give it to you. Whatever you're constituting as a curry, as long as your definition doesn't change. I mean, yeah. So this is a fun goal and this is like a personal goal and basically my operational definition of success here is going to be do I enjoy it does my partner enjoy it is this something that I would make and eat again right multiple times if so it's a success and it's a curry and it's going to be delicious and I'm excited yeah I'm excited for updates on this yeah are we I think we should update our listeners what do you think i definitely agree i think at the top of each quarter throughout 2023 we should plan to do a quick follow-up maybe we'll add them in as a bonus episode kind of recapping what we've done what Mm -hmm. we're doing going forward uh just give a general update on how our goals are going maybe if we complete a goal we'll add a new goal in um so you guys can keep checking in on us I like that it gives us a little bit of accountability too yeah it makes me feel like I should keep my YOLOing in check for you guys (laughs) that's right because (laughs) if you don't you're gonna have to tell everybody right I'll be like meh I mean I do feel like some quarters might be easier than others I definitely Mm -hmm. feel like it's pretty common in the summer months when it's warm, people are active. And then I feel like people's plans just happen to me mm-hmm. and I, I'm no longer like allowed to plan my own life. People plan their own stuff and expect me to come, which mm-hmm. might be a boundary issue with me, but most mm-hmm. of the time they're all activities I want to do. And it's like, Hey, do you want to come grill? Yes, I do. Hey, do you want to go to this bonfire? Of course. Are there s'mores? You know, and it's like one weekend after the next. 
before you know it it's fall and then people are hiding in their house again and I have to deal with my food choices that's true you know I feel like okay so we both have like a health uh related goal which I feel like a lot of people do and I think you're right I feel like this quarter so January February March it's fresh on everybody's minds right because you've like just made the goal like now Mm -hmm. is when the gyms are full right and then the second quarter is like prime summertime you're outside you're doing things so it just kind of like if your goal is like exercise or activity related it just kind of naturally happens Mm -hmm. um but then you're right the second half of the year like august on it's starting depending on where you live it's starting to cool down you're spending more time inside i can see how it's going to be easy to like slip back into old habits definitely i mean Mm -hmm. The only thing coming up in the new year that's kind of a hurdle, and that's if you celebrate this fake holiday called Valentine's Day, 45 <laughs> days after the new year. <laughs> fake holiday? I love Valentine's Day. I'm not saying you can't celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it would typically be like my uh, partner and I are going to like go indulge in something sweet and then he'll get something I'll get something and then we typically switch like he'll have half of his thing I have half and then we combine so we would get two flavors but like the size of one portion mm-hmm. smart we've both decided this is not our year of indulgence so instead mm. of doing like you pick a tree I pick a tree and we swap thing we're gonna pick one treat together and split it in half. So we're reducing our indulgence. Look, I mean, that sounds smart. Good luck. <laughs> I know, because sometimes they hit you with like a peanut butter chocolate flavor, and the next you turn around and there's like salted caramel or like some kind of ganache, which. See, it's like, how can you choose? Right. You, that's why you go with another person so you can share and you don't have to pick just one. Look, these might be lofty goals, but I feel really disciplined right now. Oh. So this is disciplined Mariah speaking. Check in we will, in the next we'll quarter. Hear from, <laughs> we'll hear from real life Mariah uh, three <laughs> months from now. <laughs> yeah the little yolo inside my head that's like eat the salted caramel and the ganache and the hot cocoa and the boba (laughs) i look forward to seeing how you do look me too those (laughs) in-body scans can be hard to swallow i'm trying to not make my next in-body scan that difficult i'm trying to truthfully that's that's how i feel about my like analog data that I'm like doing by hand. Um, that's actually my bits and bobs for this week. Ooh, okay. Uh, are we ready to segue into our bits and bobs recommendations? Look, I'm here. I'm ready. All right. So my mine is actually my uh, bullet journal. I have had this bullet journal. I bought it at, I don't know, probably Barnes and Noble, like in 2019. Because I originally bought it to track my studying habits when I was studying for the boards. Um, I did not do that. I have maybe a week of data (laughs) from when I was studying. 
And I promise you, I studied for more than a week. Um, so most of it was blank. So I took an evening and kind of mapped out a monthly tracker for various habits that I want to track. Obviously, my exercise for my goal, but I'm also tracking some self-care and how often I engage in hobbies that I enjoy. I'm trying to turn it into like a mindfulness activity that I can do at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're looking for a way to, to track your data and you're intimidated by, you know, spreadsheets or all this digital like apps, or you don't have the tech to do it. I mean, just a blank bullet journal is really all you need. I love that. I tried Mm -hmm. to bullet journal and I realized I'm just not that creative in this area. So my bullet journal is currently being used for to-do lists and it works for me. (laughs) Well, I mean, I didn't say I was pretty. Oh my gosh. There are some beautiful bullet journals like on TikTok and Instagram. That's not me. (laughs) That's not me. Like I have a black pen. I have a few highlighters so I can add some different colors, but I don't have all the calligraphy in there. It's just like a table that I drew. And then I just fill in like the little squares that I made with different colors. doesn't have to be fancy. Nice. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like if you want to get fancy, you can, but. If it works for you, it's working. Right. And so far it's working. Okay. My bits and bobs. I'm going to spin off of Danny's goals. I actually bought a cookbook. It's called Indian-ish Recipes and Antics from a Modern American Family from Priya Krishna. And she's American Indian. And she, like, has this whole cookbook, tells funny stories throughout the whole thing, like, has tons of different chutney recipes, but it's all, like, her spin on it being an Indian American okay that sounds interesting she'll tell you to like this is really spicy or like lay off this type thing Uh, she's from like this cookbooks from America's Test Kitchen so if anybody Mm -hmm. else is super into cooking this is a really good little starter book to maybe segue you into other cultures cuisine Nice. And we're going to have the link for that in our show notes because I am very interested in that. Yes. We're also going to have this in our um, our Instagram so you can find the link to buy it there from Amazon. Nice. This book has so many things. I just found, like, I looked it up online, and these pictures, like, the food looks so good. I didn't know this podcast was going to be Indian food themed today. Today it is. It's spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me with some samosas. Mm, We have some in the freezer. Ooh. Yeah. So what recipe are you excited to make from this cookbook? Out of this book, I've already previewed, I'm pretty sure, all of the recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a tomato allergy, so that limits a lot of Indian cuisine I can indulge in. Mm, yeah. So out of that, um, 
I found a recipe called Kadu. It's a sweet and sour butternut squash. And that sounds really tasty to me. I'm a huge it squash fan. Uh, there's also another recipe for chili peanut rice. If you don't like chilies, peanuts, or rice, we're probably not friends. No, that sounds delicious. Yeah, all of those together sound like just a little delicious heaven. Oh, okay. Well, apparently we're both making Indian food this year. Yum. Smart food choices. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It'll all work out. It'll be good. I'm excited to see how our goals go throughout the year and how we might change things up or add new things. Definitely. I foresee our next update having new goals in it for me because I'm probably on target to finish two out of my three goals in the first Mm -hmm. quarter. And surely I can figure out how to make curry in the next three months. So I'll be adding another one too. You got it, girl. I'm looking forward to our updates in the next coming months. But immediately, what is our next episode going to be about? Oh, okay. So our next episode, we're going to be talking about Too Hot to Handle, Season 4, where we discuss all the funny, like, hidden behavior gems that happen in the show, IRL. Hello, Trash TV right it's a guilty pleasure of mine i love trash tv it's been a while since i've watched too hot to handle so i'm interested to see what kind of behavior antics they get up to same i definitely enjoy watching too hot to handle but i think i've skipped a few of the seasons so i'm excited to see what they get up to in season four well We'll find out in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at, at behind behavior pod. Or if you're old school, send us an email at contact behind behavior at gmail.com. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>